0: brought a topic to your attention and i don't think you knew too much about it which one with the joe budden stuff
1: oh no but you could talk about that and uh
0: basically with the joe budden stuff that's going on right now it's like one of his ex-girlfriends uh is claiming physical abuse Uh or she used to um suffer from physical abuse from him okay But this was, like, I don't know how many years ago. They were, like, 24, 25 years old. Point is, when I heard whatever was going on with him, it led me to right away think about the climate that we're in right now as far as, like, the Me Too movement and women now having the balls in Hollywood to speak up and to basically say, um... That they've been either sexually assaulted or harassed or abused by men in the industry, so on and so forth. But we've also seen, you know, empowering stories about it that finally people are speaking up. But we've also seen another side of it. I don't know if you heard of the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. You probably haven't. Um, that Amber Heard basically lied on Johnny Depp and his whole career went in shambles. He got taken out of Pirates of the Caribbean. He got a whole bunch of movie roles taken away from him. And essentially, they had to go to court.
1: Didn't something similar recently happen to, uh, to Justin Bieber? Um, some girl was lying on him about um, raping her and stuff like that. And then he started putting out a whole bunch of receipts on... On Instagram, no, on on Twitter, she started putting a whole bunch of receipts on Twitter. Like, oh, okay, I was here that day. I was here that day. He was fact checking her, and then like the girl Ex- just hid.
0: Exactly because we're we're used to believing. Well, when it comes to a sexual abuse claim, we tend to believe the woman, right? Yeah. Which is like, I battle with the idea of both because at the end of the day, I am a woman, obviously, and. So I battle with wanting to believe and wanting to stand by a woman and, and also in solidarity and say like, I gotta believe her, right? Because we get harassed all the time or the narrative is that we get shitted on all the time in all aspects of life, right? But then at the same time, you have instances like that. Like you said, like a Justin Bieber instance where it's like, boom, you have receipts This is not where this guy was at, and it's like I feel like society thinks that like some women are above it all, or that women are above it when it comes to being held accountable. So circling back to the Joe Budden thing, the reason that I wanted to speak on the Joe Budden instance specifically was because he addressed what she said, and she said this was when we were 24, 25 years old. This is when we were 24, 25 years old. We were young and we were both toxic to each other we were both i think he was like to my the way that i took it is that he was acknowledging that they were both either mentally verbally physically abusive towards one another because it was a volatile toxic relationship which then brought me back to the fact that that's that was normal at least when i was growing up that was normal for a relationship to be on some like You have this like loud ass girl in your face and girls ain't going to take shit, especially when you're from New York. Like if you didn't like something, you were going to tell your man like that's not acceptable. Hands in his face, uh, even snuffing him or being like, what you said to me? And then the guy is like, oh, my God. And he either like grabs her up or pushes her. And then next thing you know, it's like this back and forth and this yelling. Right.
1: Yeah. We used to see it in all the music videos.
0: Yeah, all the music videos and stuff. Like, that's what we used to see. Like, to me, that was, like, the, the jealousy shit. Was n- that was normalized, me growing up, as far as, like, my depictions of, like, relationships. Yeah. So then you start thinking to yourself, like, what, is that abuse, though?
1: It is. It is abuse. Like, the jealousy stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure there was people that, that were thinking that if you, if your girl or your guy wasn't jealous, they didn't love you you know so that's exactly what i used to think yeah like oh if they're not jealous they don't love you if they're not overbearing they don't love you if we're not going through these fights which is definitely not good and it created probably a whole bunch of fucked up kids so
0: yeah so then my thing is is like you know his ex-girlfriend Tahiri for those of you that don't know when it came when he had Joe Button TV like he was like a pioneer of those things, him and her, like, well, it's equivalent to what we see in love and hip hop. Like they had that going on before that was going on. Mm. You know, it was like he, they were using YouTube when YouTube wasn't even relevant.
1: So they were the blueprint for love and hip hop.
0: I, I feel like they were. Oh, so good. like that goes to say that she was always loud as hell, uh, was considered to be disrespectful to your man or whatever. They were always fighting and I'm pretty sure she had a lot of pent up anger because he was probably cheating. He was probably doing his own thing, whatever the case. And my thing is, is like, I just feel like human beings in general, whether it be male or female, need to hold accountability, you know, because then it seems or the way that he tries to portray it is that, you know, because we're looking as outsiders. We don't know what it is that's going on in that relationship. Is like she would antagonize him. So, Mm. what is it that do? What do you feel about that? Like when a girl's in your face, she's snuffing you, she's yelling at you, she's calling you all these names, she's degrading you. What about if you have, you know, your own insecurities and internal pent up anger, and this girl is like literally poking you, like how it would be like a, a bee, a beehive. A beehive.
1: Nah, that. Um, I mean, you you can blank out as a dude sometimes, and girls don't understand that. Like and 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 we're also taught not to be like that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you don't hit a girl because it's true. Like if you do hit a girl or something goes wrong or like you might hold her down or something like that, you can possibly go to jail (laughs) and you're possibly going to lose that case. And then, you know, then you then you're an offender and then it just goes downhill from there. So you have to be very, very conscious and be level headed to, to deal with a situation like that and just walk away. Yeah. Yeah, just walk away. And um, I mean those those are conversations that I have with with my with my brother and stuff like that. And I'm pretty you've told me you've had those conversations with your son and things no, like that. No, I tell that, my kid you know.
0: all the time that he will never win if he puts his hands on a woman. Yeah. Whether if they whether if you feel that it's justified or not, you will never win. Because they will always throw at you, but she's a girl, though. But she's a girl, though. You shouldn't put your hands on a girl. You shouldn't put your hands on a woman. And, But then in the other spectrum is, like, if a girl is smacking you up, punching you, like, violence shouldn't be in the relationship point period blank. But if the girl's antagonizing you, your best bet is to get the fuck out of there.
1: Yeah. And then there's a stigma, too, if, like, a dude wants to put an order protection on a girl. No, right. like I feel like
0: guys, you know, you know, it's really hard for me to try to advocate for men because I feel like men don't do the same. They don't be advocating for women. There's very few that do. Yeah. But at the same time, like to me, as like right is right. Wrong is wrong. Or you at least try to find that common ground of a gray area of what is what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. And it's like I don't think it's cool that for people to think or make this assumption that men don't get You know the shit beat out of them as well. You know.
1: I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not me personally, but you know.
0: No, you said one time that a guy, a girl smushed your face in a in a cab.
1: No, no, no. She put her finger in my face. Okay. She put her finger in my face, and and I had to get a bit. Um, I had to like take her hands and move them away from my face. You know, but then that, but
0: that girl could have that, that turned around and be like, oh, yeah, you, you hit her.
1: Definitely. It could have it could have went downhill from there. Um, like,
0: where does it go? Like, I'm trying to what I'm trying to um make sense of is where does it go from? You know that you guys were having a really volatile argument or whatever the case or she was being very volatile you know you're putting your finger in this guy's face you know you're like you keep smushing his forehead yeah yeah, yeah. how long do you think it's gonna take for him to continue to let you do that and then so obviously you're getting your arms you know her arms off of you
1: yeah 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 um thank god for her i'm level-headed yeah Uh, somewhat level-headed but pretty pretty i'm not dumb but yeah, any other guy would a two piece there. Like, I I think <laughs> because you know sometimes you you have to be level headed. You have to like think, okay, this person is irrational, and you can't be irrational with her because what's gonna happen is you're gonna end up losing. At the yeah. End of the day, like, and it's hard for for some people because trust me, it was hard. It was even hard for me to to be level headed at uh, at that point. So.
0: But then, if you think about it, like. Imagine if you know the outcome would have been that she could have turned around oh, yeah. and been like, "This guy put his hands on me."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been bad because, uh, like, how do I, how do I, you know, how do I prove that I didn't? You know what I mean? Because you're always looked at as like, well, you're the, you're, you're the dude, you're the aggressor, and, and stuff like.
0: No, that. like they try to equate it to that you have more power. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that you shouldn't antagonize anybody. Point period blank. Anyways. Cause you just don't know the level of like how much shit they've been holding in that they're trying not trying that well they're trying to keep in and that you can unleash and you can be the person to feel the wrath the wrath Uh, of that
1: yeah I, I mean most people snap all of us have that little chemical in our head that that you can snap and people need to be you know careful with that.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. I feel like especially females should consider the fact that it's not cool to be antagonizing a dude. Not at all. Is the way that I look at it. So going back to the Joe Budden and Tahiri situation, like when he was expressing himself, I can't put my two cents and say who it is that I, be- who or who I believe in, who I don't, whether if it's Joe or whether if it's his, his ex-girl. My thing is, is that I believe that they were both toxic to each other. Yeah. Like, I believe that they probably had a fucked up, crazy relationship and. They both were, were were putting hands on each other. They both were aggressors, and when you have that, sometimes when you have two insanely um, high-tempered individuals in a room, that's just bound to be a setup of yeah. something crazy. Uh,
1: Where well you have two big egos, yeah, yeah, and then you never know what happened to what they were, what they were exposed to when they were kids and stuff like that, and this shit just keeps rolling downhill too. Um, you get me so like let's say if they who knows if they if they were looking at their parents when they were kids that they were fighting and you know and then the media that they were portraying they were young you said what they were 25
0: yeah like he he admitted that they both they both were just toxic for each other it was a bad it was a bad situation when did they split i don't, know, I don't like remember just a long time ago like i just remember they did a love and hip-hop like i don't know yeah, the intricacies yeah. of their relationship Good the only hair. reason why i found it interesting is because when i heard his episode regarding that it wasn't even about like the, the headlines and the drama that that little that little clip of him saying you know we were both toxic to one another so let's keep it real like we were a bad situation point period blank it brought me back to you know just the upbringing and what it is that we saw acceptable in relationships and like i remember like yelling and 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 cursing at each other or like this like high level of intensity and passion of anger of like jealousy and shit and then you'll turn around and you'll make up and then it's like oh no he loves me it's okay we're just we just do this we just crazy but we love each other and it's just like that to me is like sometimes that is the circumstance it may not be that you guys but uh, in its in itself that's abusive like you know but we don't see it that way like growing up like we don't see it that way so then what i started dissecting was okay so what's the level of you being able to call it an abusive relationship Uh, were we abusive both both of them were abusive or was it that he was abusing her and she has the right to claim that and then he doesn't all of a sudden that that was like my thought process about the whole thing is like just the logic of it because that's tends to be what goes on and and this is the depiction of even you know i say back then but that's still the depiction that we can probably see now and unhealthy relationships at least like thinking that this level of passion and intensity and crazy shit that we're seeing is was normal and is was considered to be love That if you're not going crazy like this and this person is not making you feel this level of intensity, then it's, like, it's mediocre and boring. But then the other end of the spectrum is that you're literally throwing blows at each other.
1: And the mental abuse is crazy. Yeah. Like, you get mentally fucked up. And and it's not only about physical like yeah you can have you
0: verbal know. abuse you can yeah. have emotional abuse and
1: i think that's the most that we see verbal abuse like mm. you don't see l- well you see physical but i think verbal abuse is more commonly used displayed yeah. uh, like
0: on a reg like when yeah. you get mad i think
1: yeah 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 like people just be throwing the low blows and and just and then
0: you know another thing is like you end up going back and forth back and forth with an individual like that like you break up you get back together. You make break up. up. Get back together. So then it's just these these spurts of like there's in betweens of like spaces where probably more anger and more issues can come forth because you're going back with the next. Like you're free at one point, then you're coming back and you're bringing it into the vicinity, and it's like it just creates more of a hot mess. Yeah. Which I want to like circle back that. I had put up like a post on the Instagram, and I just wanted people to just give us um, questions or to just topics that they wanted me to speak on. And I wanted to circle it back to one of the questions. Like one of the questions was, "Like, what are your thoughts on getting back with the next?" And it's like it's hard for me to answer that question because everything is situational. Everything is. Everybody has their own circumstances. Their um, their lives are different or even the level of love or respect that you have for an ex, it, m- it may vary from person to person. But in this circumstance like this, like this, 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 this situation, like let's say like a Joe Button or a Tahiri, that you know that you're toxic for one another and you know that you're bringing out the worst in one another I can, I can answer that question with a hell no.
1: Nope. <laughs> get out of here.
0: <laughs> like, I can answer it with a solid no. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good idea for you to get back with your ex or revisiting that idea of getting back with your ex. Because if you were at such a level of, like, everything was negative and there was only very small positive interaction. And if the positive interactions just happen to be sex, that, th- that doesn't count for shit. No, it doesn't. If that's the only thing that you can really like think about, oh, but the sex was good, but you know he beat the shit out of me or I beat the shit out of him or we would yell at each other and it would be intense fights, cops were called, you know, it's like
1: the citizen's app went off. Yeah, the off. <laughs> <app. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> like that could be a solid like no. Yeah, no, that's a huge no.
0: <laughs> no, that that's like a solid no. But let's say that it was something that feelings faded. You no, know, that yeah. could be a circumstance. What What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on like someone revisiting the idea of getting back with an ex?
1: Um, I mean, you know my history, so I don't. I know your history, yeah, but yeah. People, my listeners don't know yeah, your history. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, um, you, I, I, revisited getting back with an ex, and it's uh, it did obviously it didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, it didn't work out, but uh, I think it's because people change. Yeah. You know, like what you liked when you were 16, 17. It's not what you like when you're 24, 29 and, and 30, you know. So um, I don't think it usually works, in my opinion. Um, there, you you expressed before that there has been people that it that it has worked. But for me, it doesn't really work because if it didn't work the first time, when you, it probably won't work the second time because people change constantly. What you like now might not be what you like tomorrow so um especially when you when it's like from a young age because yeah. you don't know what the hell you're doing at a, at a young age like shit like the stuff that I liked when I was 25 is not the stuff that I like to do when I'm 30 you know what I mean so f- for me I, I think it's a is a hard no
0: I can relate to that to that logic because I had something I, I was in a similar situation whereas like if you are in a very serious situation you put yourself in a very serious situation when you're young you are a child (laughs) <laughs> you're making grown-up decisions and, and and trying to be committed to somebody out of this cute little puppy love, and sometimes it, it can, it can carry on that way. But your level of wants and needs and growth are typically tend to be the same. It, that's how I see that a, like a puppy love like that or a, a high school sweetheart can continue to evolve while you're in your adult years. Yeah. But if that doesn't happen, like how you said, like and you and there's some type of Someone's stunted and someone keeps growing or somebody wants um, something different than the other one and you feeling stuck and there is no movement or upward movement together as a unit, then yeah, it ends up fading away. And I don't believe that it's something that can be revisited. At least that's what I felt like once it faded and it was and we weren't on the same page i don't see myself going back like you said because at the end of the day all you end up realizing is that you're just extremely different and it's good to be different sometimes but when it comes to the fact that another person is not even motivating you in any type of way or being any type of positive interaction then i don't think it's smart to go back you Mm. know
1: yeah it's not if if you're if you don't feel like motivated or or if you don't feel like like you want to be there then just leave cuz you're just going to make the person the other person you're just stringing another person along and that's that's not cool and then you're just holding yourself back too yeah uh, so,
0: so my answer my answer would be a no but a no too and his answer is a no but i feel like you know it's all situational yeah. to the person like there's been times where you both can just venture off and have a different life experience and then co- come back to one another and, and rekindle that. But it also has a lot to do with love and emotion and, and 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 just that feeling, that pull to that person, then then I could probably understand it. But if it's like a clean slate and it's because you just want, you're scared to be alone and that's what's comfortable, yeah. I just feel like, what's the point of that? That's a
1: fail, that's it. You know. I think in order for you to to be able to love somebody else, you gotta love yourself and and know how to be alone. Yeah. Right. And then if you're a, if you if you're with somebody and you're a, you're a kid and then you start being with this person and that's the only person you and then you break up, and then you don't get to experience life on your own, then you like do you really you know what I mean? Because that's all you know. Yeah. You know so.
0: Now someone else asked like. What are your thoughts about monogamy and polyamorous love? So, like, do you think that we as humans are intended to be monogamous? Or are we supposed to just be frolicking around just being in love with more than one person? Like, I see that very commonly open now. I see a lot of polyamorous relationships going on, whether it be in social media, whether it be people that I have met on the side. And you know, I obviously have my own opinions on it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? So
1: uh, I, think I'm on the I'm on your side, the monogamous side. Uh, but um, but I was actually listening to something the other day. I don't know where, and I'm not gonna fact check this because it, it was just something that I listened to, and it's probably something really dumb. But I'm gonna say it anyway. So men, w- men were put on the earth. I'm d- using the quotation marks to supposedly reproduce, mm-hmm. and that so maybe that's why some people see it the other way. I person the po- I can't even say that word. How do you say it?
0: polyamorous?
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I I personally would rather I I, I rather hey I d- be monogamous. If you want to be the other way, then that's that's on you. But uh, I just I don't think that doesn't work do you think
0: it's like it varies from person to person i think it's possible for people to like and love more than one person yeah 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 but but it's a (coughs) distinction of like actually feeling an emotion and then i acting upon it and having a full-blown relationship
1: exactly like i I don't even know how people do that yeah like
0: and then and then that goes to say that i asked like is it love love every other person or like every other person or you fucking like are attracted to another person because those are like all different things. You know what I mean? But like when you say that you're in a polyamorous relationship it's literally that you love more than one person. And usually I, I like I, I'm not an expert on this. Like I would literally need to have an actual couple or uh, what would it be? Three people or more yeah. in this equation to explain to me what is exactly the rules. Because I think it's, it's it varies from each group to group. Like, they decide their rules. Oh. But essentially it is that you, c- you love more, than one, more than one person. And usually you can have a situation where it's like all three of you or all four of you are with each other, you know? Like, they have shows like that on the TLC network where it's like they have – he has multiple wives or whatever, and multiple kids with one another, But it's him; oh. he's the one that's allowed to have all these wives. So they're not allowed to be with. It's their dudes. polygamy, yeah. And then he—they're not allowed because oh. that's like their beliefs or whatever. But so, I guess they set their own rules, you know.
1: So in certain, it's weird because in certain religions, that's that's if you can. So supposedly, I'm not too sure what where where i got this from but supposedly if you can maintain each wife you can have more than one wife so meaning you can you can feed you, you clothes you have a roof over their head and apparently like the first wife has to approve of it then it can happen so then what that tells me is that this has been happening no for sure forever now but um um, it's still, it's strange, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like,
0: I mean, the way that I personally was raised Or the way that I, I feel I wouldn't be able to handle it I feel like insecurities and jealousy Would come into play at some point Because I would always look at it like Okay, the person that I'm with Which it would be, you know Let's say, for example, you and I And then you decide to be like oh, but I like this one, too. Can she partake in our situation? I wouldn't... I, I wouldn't... Um, it would be... What is it? I couldn't help but to think that I'm lacking something. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't... I, I, that would be the first thing that would come to mind. I would be like, what the hell am I lacking that this mother, you know, mm-hmm. want to go and bring somebody else? And what about if this person looks completely different than I? operates completely different than i and it's like okay so then i was lacking that and he mm. was missing that and then it's like i wouldn't be able to live in that fucking hell because it's like it's already bad enough when you're in a monogam and um what is it in monogamist? a mon- monogamous yeah. relationship that you already have your own shit like we have our own <laughs> shit yeah at the end of the day you deal with you uh being open with one another, having meaningful and, and truthful conversations, and and, and, and being honest and, and making sure that we're respectful Full towards one another.
1: In Relationships in general, just one relationship is already super <laughs> difficult. I then, can't imagine having two wives and it's like, you know...
0: And then that's the thing. Like, that's me coming from a monogamous standpoint. Like, I can't judge or speak for someone who partakes or believes or feels uh, in a polyamorous way. We need to find somebody. Yeah, I I know. I'm going to have to bring my cousin in just to ask him what his thoughts are because, and see and pick his brain. Because, like, I can't speak for them and I can't say something that I don't know about. 'Cause that that might be more than possible, but the way that I have been programmed and the way that I have felt, I know that that wouldn't do good for my mental, my ego.
1: I love your program, by the way. <laughs> you love my program. <laughs> yeah, keep it. You want me to stay with that program? Yes. And please. especially <laughs> like think ab- think
0: about it if I were to come here and be like, All right, there's a dude yeah. that I'm really feeling. <laughs> I I you're my number one, but this person is on the side you know i'll just be with but i'm telling you though you know like so then like how would you feel about that
1: i'm I'm getting uncomfortable just even talking (laughs) about it right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the whole point you have to be uncomfortable in order to you have to discuss certain things because this is like this is real life you know people are those are people's existence you know and even though you may not be able to be able to accept it like there's people that are just like. Like, this free love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, at yeah. the end of the day, even even as far as, like, being boxed in into a label, they don't want to be boxed into a label. They don't want you to say necessarily, okay, because I love a woman, that makes me automatically a lesbian. That's, n- that's you know, doesn't have to be the case. Yeah. So, it's this idea of, or this, rea- or this reality. I don't even want to call it an idea because this is some people's realities of just loving who you love and just having an abundance of, of love.
1: love. A whole bunch of love everywhere. But <laughs> I
0: think you have to be so, like, open to be able to practice that. You have to be on another level of, like, your consciousness. E-
1: your ego is definitely There is out. no there ego. There is no ego. That's it. Yeah. And I'm
0: pretty sure that they run into their own shit. Oh, no. Of course. Of
1: course. Where,
0: like, there are some insecurities there. Because yeah. even when I've watched this show, and I know that it's, like, a polygamous show, so I can't compare... Because they're like far from what I would take As an example to teach me But you see the wives like beefing with each other And like having an issue Or wanting more time with the guy Or my kids are not Being taken care of the way her kids are are. And or not you know So it's just like I wouldn't be able to deal To be honest with you I would be on some shit like First of all it would be a, a hard no for me From the beginning Even if it was a proposition Like it goes back to like okay let's just just dumb it down to the fact that there's so many men that be asking their girls let's say that you're 10 plus years in with your girl it's gotten supposedly boring you know I want to bring another girl and I want a threesome mm. what what's the what's the difference in that then
1: I guess if I mean I'm I wouldn't be into that uh, but I guess if you don't you don't love the other person the other person involved in the threesome? Oh that's, hell no! But look, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just that's, that's
0: that's that's like a common request.
1: Yeah, it is a common request. And I've heard like is a common I've, no I've heard, no a heard lot. like <laughs> I've
0: heard like crazy stories. Okay, so if you know a lot, like so they've acted upon it.
1: No, I I've ho- I've heard a lot of no's a lot. Oh, of, a lot yeah, of no's. Like, I would
0: find it borderline disrespectful if somebody were to ask me that. I'm sorry, but I maybe I'm old school or old
1: fashioned. I think I mean from. Most dudes that that I've heard of asking, it's it's usually not like girls that they're like their girlfriends. Like they're they probably don't even have a girlfriend. Like oh, most it's dudes like single that, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like single guys that are just playing the field. Then no, I like think I'm
0: talking about people in serious relations that yeah, I've yeah. heard of them ask well, their women. I haven't been there. So. Women to like, okay, is it okay, babe, like for us to like I have another girl or you pick the girl and something like that, like in those instances and it has like sometimes it's backfired because then maybe she can't handle that the fact that maybe he's enjoying the other woman more or, or
1: maybe she starts enjoying the woman a little too much and then leaves the and other leaves one the behind dude out that he's like emasculated he, because his well, girl left him <laughs> i feel like
0: that's what you you when you partake in something like that you're taking risks
1: well yeah he he i'm yeah, I wouldn't partake in something like that. Like I wouldn't ask you to, to do a threesome. That would be like a hard no get a slap in the face. I'm not physically
0: abusive, but yeah. I will tell you this. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be comfortable with something yeah. like that because and that's just me. Because everybody has levels of what they uh feel sexual you know, having sexual intercourse is. Yeah. Some people Take it on a spiritual level, how you're like literally giving someone else your body. And some people don't see it that way. Some people uh, see it as a pleasure, enjoyment. And you're just trying to get off at the end of the day, a quick uh, satisfaction. And I guess that's what differs those levels. Those levels. Yes. It's like you have to be like, it it depends how you how you look at sex. Yeah. Because if you look at it a little deeper then that wouldn't even cross your mind. But it all goes it all goes back to how it is that you view some shit like that. You know?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a difficult situation to be in. I think for most people it's a hard no.
0: I don't think so. Yeah, you I don't think, think so? I think I mean I think nowadays things have been in this in this space of like we need to accept everything or everything is acceptable that I think it's it's, it's this thing where it isn't it isn't taboo. a nuance it isn't a taboo yeah. it's like it's happening more and more
1: I mean for to each their own if they can figure that out and it works out for them then more more power to them right
0: yeah I guess so yeah. another question was uh, being friends with exes yeah and what do we think about that or what do I think about that
1: there has to be I mean I told you about this there has to be uh, uh Boundaries. Yeah. With that. Um, you gotta make sure that there's boundaries you can't be like hanging out with with the person and, and stuff like that.
0: I mean, I feel like this is what ends up happening. When you're single and you break up with an ex and if it was a good relationship, like mm-hmm. a good friendship, a solid foundation, yeah. you tend to still be friends, right? Mm-hmm. You tend to still communicate with that person and But there's no level of well, the the ones that have progressed and there's no level of feeling there. Yeah, you tend to be friends Mm because you're single, you don't have anybody, you're just hanging out. That I feel like that is the way that it tends to go. Then the moment that you find a significant other or somebody who you're serious about what's what tends to happen is that that dwindles a little bit it's like the energy that you put into that changes and it's kind of inevitable or sometimes you know there's people that do hang out with their exes and probably even introduce them to their new people and stuff like that but i feel like that dwindles it changes the dynamic completely like you're not chilling with that person as much like now it's like okay your energy is towards the person that you're with. So, the like you said, if you bump into this person, hi, how are you? This and that. And right, like now. everything is very amicable and stuff like that. That is what tends to happen. Cause, you
1: become an acquaintance. Yeah. Yeah, like it's obviously this person was a part of your life. You yeah, know, but um, and if you didn't end in bad terms, then you know it's it's not like you're gonna be like ah oh, fuck them. Yeah, you like know? I just
0: feel like it it just depends how it's presented. For yeah. example, I'm gonna use an example that happened to me in one of my past relationships. Yeah. So I got with this guy, and it got pretty serious, and I guess he had an issue with letting me know that he was still really good friends with his ex. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening? He Originally Introduced this person to me As his best friend So It already Like he's setting himself up for failure But I didn't know this Like You go You introduce your new girlfriend To this person As just a best friend But there's like no Backstory to it Right So this whole time I'm thinking this person Is a best friend And which is fine Yeah But then I find out From outside sources That It's actually His Mm ex-girlfriend And what people tend to forget or not realize is that it's not the act or the fact that you're friends with an ex. It's the way that you present the idea and the way that I work is like, if you say something straight up Mm -hmm. then that's it, it is what it is. Then we're able to have the truth there and we'll deal with it accordingly. You know,
1: the, the, the issue with that is that not a lot of women see it how you see it so a lot of guys go in defensive like ah oh, fuck man, i gotta tell her this and thought that she's not gonna understand th- and th- that. he
0: probably wanted to continue to be friends, friends with the, because with to him boss. it was just friends yeah
1: exactly
0: which i totally get it but then it looks worse yes <laughs> yes because you're going out of your way to, to conceal yeah, something Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. then you have this narrative where it's like okay why couldn't he just say from the get like this is my ex-girlfriend or we were best friends before then we dated didn't work out that's still my best friend though and she's not going anywhere yeah and then at least you give the person the choice the choice to be Mm -hmm. like okay that's cool or no that's not cool we greedy yeah and we take it from there but so going back to that it's like i feel like if that is the case that you feel like that's that that you want to be friends with an ex i think you have to be 100 percent transparent Yeah. because if not it's It can end badly, badly, which they were like underlining issues within that situation anyways, because it was like then like that person would get drunk and then like speak her name and stuff like that. So I already my intuition was already telling me like, okay, this was like unfinished business. And unfortunately, I'm like caught in the the crossfire in the crossfire of this shit. And it's just like it just ended badly because at the end of the day, there was already a seed implanted in me of doubt. Of like, huh, what the fuck is really this? And, like, once once a woman has that, it's so hard for them to let it go. Yeah, like, I I'm know. speaking on women's behalf. Like, once we have that sh- freaking little seed planted in our brain, we create stories. I festers. It festers, <laughs> like, magical, mystical, illusional stories that just ruin the whole situation. But, long story short, it ended up working out the way it should have, which was that <laughs> we both moved on. Yeah. But, like... I feel like, can you be friends with the ex? I don't know. I think that you can be friends with the ex. It usually works out when you're single. And if you are going to be friends with an ex while you're in a relationship, I think it's just best for you to put it all out there yeah. and just be completely 100% honest and let the other person just give you their reaction at least like they can't tell you what to do at the end of the day i believe in free will in yeah, relationships yeah. but the line of communication needs to be there because i think it's fucked up if you're over here like yeah.
1: it's situational no yeah. of course it's situational
0: 100 percent. is one of my uh, one of the questions were what resonates with you now and it was just like very uh broad question because i'm like i don't know so many things resonate with me now. But if somebody were to ask you right now, like, what resonates in your life right now? Like, what is it?
1: The most important to me, to me right now is my family. um, You, your family. Um, I don't know what. what it's always been important. But now that I'm older, it's even more important. Like, there's that that's one of my, the the things that that resonates with me the most um also moving f- forward like paving the way um to to like my family and the people around me um it's weird because like i said i've always i've always been a family person but you know now it's it's amplified like yeah you know even like even i was telling you yesterday like that's what i like to hang out with like all the time with my family um
0: just like that quality time especially with everything has gone on oh like yeah
1: especially with everything has gone on so i'll give you an example um during the beginning of the pandemic we couldn't really see our families like that and you kind of start realizing like oh snap um, I told you, like, I started really talking to my sisters, to my brother during the pandemic. We were having way more conversations and just checking up on each other on a regular basis. Um, so that was cool. So that just made me more in touch with, with that side. Um, I've been a lot more in touch with my father's side of the family now. So, yeah, family is what resonates with me right now. Like, everything I do is, is at some some way somehow my family is connected to that
0: yep yeah no that's super true i've actually felt the same way like as far as like what resonates with me now it's it's what's resonating now is me trying to become a better version of myself yeah which entails me figuring out what the hell is holding me back um because i want to be able to be that m- that much more ex- efficient when I'm around either my family members or my kid, whatever it is, work wise. But I just didn't realize like w- how much work it is, <laughs> and how like messy it is. And essentially, what resonates with me now has been making me actually more anxious, makes me suffer more. <laughs> it's like I didn't know that getting to that core getting to that uh, purpose and reason as to why I do things, I didn't know it was going to be so hard. So when I read that question, I was like, what is it that's resonating with me now? It's just I'm trying to be as authentic as I can be and, like, strip everything down and understand, like, what the fuck it is that I want to do and why am I doing it. Yeah, is, is is basically like the meaning of everything, whether it be the meaning of me spending more time with my family. Yeah, the meaning of why I have to, I don't know, for lack of a better example, dress a certain way or look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we doing things? And that right now has been something that I'm like gravitating towards more than ever. Yeah. Cause I feel like people don't ask that enough.
1: A what resonates with yeah, yeah that it's it's, it's yeah.
0: a question. Like even when I read the question, it's like shit. And then like the person who wrote it was just like, like you need to speak more on what you're passionate about because you might be holding back more than what you lead on. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like it's funny that that would be the what they would say because this person obviously who posed the question knows me well that it's true you know you get you you start something and you try to you try to do things with good intentions but then it gets to a point like what are you holding back what is it that's holding you back and then i feel like asking those questions like what is it that really you hold dear or what you find important or what it makes you tick or you know what i mean like just recognizing those things but it's messy. At least for me, it is, to to think about that.
1: But I mean, that changes for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like like I, you know, I'll give you my example. Like it, ch- it changed. It was well for me. It didn't change, but it was more amplified. There was a point in my life that, that didn't resonate. Like my family resonated with me, but it wasn't like the priority. You yeah. Know? Um. For me, a big portion of the last thirteen years, my career was a uh, it was a p- huge priority. And even now it's a huge priority But I un—I kind of understand Why it's a priority now
0: mm-hmm. Before I
1: didn't understand why it was a priority Like I just wanted to keep getting accolades And whatever the case was And moving up and stuff Now I understand the bigger picture Of what I want to do it yeah. And why I continue to strive um, And a lot of it s- Circles back To, to family And um, And making sure that that we are paving the way for the next generation
0: it's funny because um the two questions that are coming up next are kind of intertwined and they're more for me but i want you to give me your thoughts on it it's speaking on my growth so far from starting this which is starting the podcast to conceptualizing it till now like how has it been and then the other one is where do i see this podcast in five years Okay. So the journey of starting the podcast, from starting it until now, has been a roller coaster. Um. When it came to starting it, I didn't even know what this was, mm-hmm. and I, I've shared this with you in the past that it went from a blog to a very momentary YouTube to a. Uh, me just putting content content out on instagram of speaking on shit that bothered me and so on and so forth to then eventually turning into this idea which was one of my close friends presented me with this whole thing of podcasting that i wasn't even aware of okay and one of the first uh podcasts that i ever listened to was the the mike Marin show and it would be through during my commutes, like mm-hmm. from upstate New York to the city to my job. And I just found this shit amazing. And I remember that I used to do these things like after listening to it. And I would j- be driving back to the house and I would record myself, like fake record myself. Like uh, like, like if it was like I was playing. That's dope. <laughs> I still have like voice memos of it. Oh, really? Of like doing like a, a, a pretend podcast. This uh, was like 5 years ago. Dope. Something like that.
1: I got to hear those.
0: <laughs> and I'm like literally doing episodes which I probably should go back to those voice memos cuz I probably have way more interesting content because when you're like role playing and pretending you a grown ass woman role playing and pretending like I'm putting it out there that I wanted to do this, yeah, you know yeah. that I I saw myself doing this. That's but really dope. Like starting it, it was always 100% me getting in my head and I would make excuses whether it be oh I don't know what equipment I should get or I don't have the money for the equipment or I don't know how to sound uh, engineer on yeah. an episode like I don't know how to do that and every it was just an excuse of oh I don't have the time for it um I don't have the location to be able to do it
1: and now we're in Coco chilling studios
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're in that So it's like, then it was like, and it's also what I want to say, I say all of this to say that sometimes you need to pay attention to the people that are put in your path that move your wants and these things that you're saying that you want, but you're not putting it into action. There are people that come across your path and you either have to pay attention and try not to ignore it or ignore them because they're there for a reason so I had three integral individuals that moved me along so the first one was Remy because he introduced me to the whole um, podcasting uh, uh, phenomenon that I had no idea about and then the second person was my boy Keith who told me like Elizabeth I think you should do your podcast because when i talk to you and when you give me advice or when you're speaking on things you're so passionate about the things that you're saying that i think it would be really dope and on top of that i feel like you have a voice for it and yep. i didn't know what the fuck that meant you it know means what i you mean you have a
1: voice for it <laughs> you do have a voice for it
0: so then my thing is like i didn't i was like a voice for it i was like no your voice is kind of soothing like you i think that it would like fit for you it would fit and i would be like huh okay that's interesting because it kind of reignited, like, I should be doing this. It went from an appreciation of hearing someone else doing it to, okay, he put that little seed, seed planted that seed to be like, no, I think you should be doing it. This is something that you should be doing, mm-hmm. which then started making me think, like, okay, there's a reason why I used to pretend that I was Angie Martinez.
1: When you were a kid? Yeah. Like, I used (laughs) to listen to
0: Angie Martinez and be like, yo, this is so dope. She has a heavy New York accent. She is, like, you know, holding her own interviewing all these rappers, these up and coming rappers and like they weren't playing her or anything. They were giving her respect because you know, I was used to like I come from this culture like where guys usually would downplay a female in a men's arena. So she was like holding her own and it was like interesting shit and she had like the scoop and she had who's who's on, you know, on, at the time she was on Hot 97. And it used to make me feel like, yo, I want, I, I would want to do that. Like, I would want to work in, in a radio station and be, yeah, yeah, a host or some shit. But it was, you know, just a thought. I was, I was a kid. Yeah. And then the final part, or the final piece of the puzzle, was um, my boy Ronnie, who actually then put the equipment or the ability to be able to see myself either purchasing it or handling it myself yeah 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 where it was like he just sent me links he's like here boom these mics are affordable here is your um amp you just set it up on your on your on your mac and you can just use GarageBand. like you don't even need this like crazy software and just and just do it just yeah. just completely just do it and that was like the final piece of the puzzle so i did that i bought it and still it sat there
1: uh yeah, I remember. And
0: around that time that's when you and I were like interacting even more. Yeah. And you'd be oh, so when's your podcast coming out? Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and you know I would me. Ju- <laughs> and I would just be like next month or next year or something like that. And I would keep like putting off the deadline. So then there is always going to be this mental roadblock when and it's, it's usually yourself. Yeah. Like it's usually
1: <laughs> yourself. We we are our biggest roadblock most of the time. Yeah. But yeah. Like people, people, you know, people are always saying, "Oh, it's uh, it's this person, it's this person." And um, you know what I've noticed? And sorry to cut you off. Um, a lot of people aren't self-aware. Until you become self-aware, that's when you're you're going to be able to understand that. Okay, it's me. You yeah. know what I mean? Take accountability for what I'm doing. Absolutely. You know?
0: It's one hundred percent you who holds you back from most of your blessings or from most of your tackling anything that you want to do. So it became from like one day that it was just like I said, just 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 fucking do it. And I recorded, I want to say four to five intro episodes. Yeah, it was ever changing. And at first, I felt like I needed to have a format or I needed to sound like things that were out there, and or oh, people are not gonna listen to me. Like, why the hell would they even bother to want like you know? hear what I got to say. Like, I'm not an expert on shit. I I don't even know. I'm not even book smart in any capacity. I'm not going to give them what certain podcasts give them. But that was me, again, making an excuse as to why I can't put something out. Yeah. What ended up being was just a vulnerable putting myself out there intro, intro that I just had the balls to put out there. Just put it out. I remember. And it got... So this day, I still get like the best reception is of that episode, yeah, which is yeah. what an intro episode was like less than 10 minutes. And I don't even remember what the hell I was saying. I was basically saying what I'm saying now that I was scared. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Was exactly w- my sentiment, yeah. which is why I had to title it that. And at the end of the day, what ended up happening was. I jumped off the cliff. Jumped off the cliff. That's what I did. Yeah. And f- since then, it's been, like I said, a roller coaster. I have. S- I still, to this day, battle with what it is that I'm doing. Why am I doing it? What am I going to speak about? What What's next for it? What's next for it? What's next for it? And I think I battle with it because I'm so protective of it. Because I know that it's my most vulnerable work. Yes. Yeah. Even if I have a guest. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like... The whole point I have always told you is I want to be as authentic as possible.
1: You just want to talk.
0: And Uh I didn't realize how much shit it was going to unwrap for me. Yeah. Like, it's been an emotional journey. It has been a mental journey. I've cried on this damn thing. I've had episodes here where I'm, like, bawling. And I'll start talking and I'll just be crying out yeah. of nowhere. Like I don't even I d I I didn't realize how therapeutic it is. It is and it was going to be.
1: Yeah, and um and there's like a little a little spark too. Like even me seeing you like I usually see the ending part. I don't see like the you talking part, but even you like editing and all that stuff is another part to where the people don't see. Yeah. That's like it's a whole nother world like you're just and you're like focused you know so I don't think you see that though
0: no of course yeah, not. Yeah. Like I you feel all the all the all the negative aspects of it yeah well yeah, I, I for lack of a better word negative but it's like the more like tedious, tedious and 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 heavy parts of it I experience the heaviness of it yeah. but don't get me wrong when I'm sitting on the mic and I'm not Paying attention to what's going to come after. And I'm not trying to be a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Um, You're chilling. I'm literally chilling. And it's it's invigorating. Especially when I have guests. To see somebody else. Someone else's perspective. And sometimes it's even seeing the person being nervous. And me having to sometimes take the lead. And coax them. Yeah. In speaking like I didn't realize how much I was going to be because, you know, you listen to it on other podcasts and you think that this is just organic. And sometimes it is. But like, I would have guests that are not really speakers or yeah. don't tend to be public speakers. And it would they would go silent on me. You know, people ask me like, well, that person asked me what do, where do you see your podcast in five years? I don't like um, lumping things like that. Um, because I am a very day by dayer, because we just don't know. Because I had a whole thing planned for this season, and that shit went to shit. Because it's like we had a whole pandemic going yeah. on, <laughs> and we had, uh, you know, racial issues still going on, and yeah. revolutions happening, and governments, you know, running a fucking muck. And it's like
1: people dying. Yeah. The so shit. it's
0: yeah. like uh, you cannot plan for nothing. But what I do see is 100%. Like, I want another person's uh take on things yeah on here and I, I i would love to have other podcasters that that's that is what they do that and literally it would be m- me taking the back seat and listening and and learning and and getting inspired essentially by somebody who kind of has a similar outlook in life that we're trying to record this yeah, you know yeah, we're, yeah. we're both trying to be Uh, we're intrigued. We're intrigued by another person's perspective because that's what I feel like podcasting is. Whether it be that we're trying to give our own little two cents in pop culture or global news or what's going on with the world, we're intrigued by it. We want to put in our own opinion on it, basically, and analyze it to some extent.
1: Yeah, I mean, other podcasters would understand where you're coming from, you know, and collaborating would be even would be awesome, I think, from my from my perspective, um,
0: for your for your podcast. It would definitely be, you know, a plus side of things. But going back to that, like, it's been a roller coaster. I think it will continue to be a roller coaster because we are our biggest critics. And I see I do see myself having my own space for it to be essentially just the podcast Coco Chillin Studios. Like I just see bigger <laughs> things I for I it. I yeah. There's there a there's a lot of things that I see involved with it. Um and it's not just recording on my own and giving you guys motivational talks or yeah. TED talks. Can it's not it's it's not only that. Um and I also see it becoming a visual. Oof. So that is definitely where I see it. Yeah. Because like I said, I've this was supposed to be so many things. And the reason it was supposed to be so many other things before it became a podcast is because I'm very passionate with imagery and visual um, content and I feel like we get boxed in thinking that we have to have a format. We have to have a catchphrase. We have to have this. We have to have a theme song. We have to. And yeah, those are things that have already been the mold of what a successful a photo, podcast yeah. is. But I feel like it's time to break out of the box. And we're visual. The mold o- is not a mold. We're mold. visual human beings.
1: Yeah. Your hair looks beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Can we do a plug? Who who who's the plug for your hair?
0: This is Nico. Nico did my hair. Yeah. Moving along. Yeah. Now that we're talking about our visuals. I also was um thinking about the other day, like it goes hand in hand with me thinking like what's the point of shit? Like why is it that we're so obsessed with sneakers?
1: <laughs> you and I? Yeah. I'll tell you why I'm why, why, well i think I think we have the both both the same the same reason uh, yeah. I'll speak for you uh now and you could correct me personally, I think it's because when I was younger I wasn't able to get' yeah. that that's a big <laughs> that's a big uh, that's a big part of it. Um, I think also a big part of it is the the artistry behind it and like yeah. the meaning behind them the feeling that 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 you that you get or that you got when you were a kid when you would get those that dope pair of sneakers or whatever the case was. so what is it nostalgia? yeah, yeah, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is that one of the reasons why you
0: no definitely yeah
1: for me. My mom has always been like into into like clothing and stuff like that. So it's it's been it's been embedded since I was a kid. Like she used to pick out outfits for me and I used to like think they were whack and I would throw them under the bed and then she would have to pick out another one. So I guess it's something it's something that makes me happy. You know, Um, I don't have too many things like like I'm not the car guy. I'm not going to be hooking up the car and, uh, you know. I'm not the partier like that anymore. So, yeah, that's my little that's my little baby right now.
0: I think that, like, when it comes to, like, any foreign culture, like, you know, especially us as, like, coming from immigrant families, that was super important. Like, fashion is important. Like, we may not have the money, but you got to look good. Like, yeah. you got to present yourself. Like, that's what I was taught all the time is, like, self image is everything but then it's like is it everything but then it's everything like so yeah. then i grappled with that growing up like trying to just live with my bare necessities but like i was taught like you have to be presentable you have to be presentable and even though we didn't have the money for everything that we wanted when I walked up in a in a doctor's office, my mother made sure that I was looking fresh. Like, I had to look <laughs> like a taken care of child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we were going to a party, like, she would straighten my hair. She <laughs> was, those are other issues. But she would, like, make sure that I looked presentable in her eyes, that I represented her well. Yeah. And that's what I grew up on, is watching my father being fresh, my mother being fresh. Pictures of them, like... The fashion was yeah. like something that was so important and they went through great lengths to get what they got. Yeah. You know,
1: it, it, it's funny that you say that, but it's also mental. Like you like I told you the other day, like when you when you wear something that you that you like and that you like how you feel and it, it makes you feel good, you know? Um, and I think that's what our parents were were doing. Like I, I remember speaking to your dad once, and he was telling me how how he how he bagged your mom, and that she saw him with the jacket with the two patches on the, on Elbow. the, on the elbows. Elbows. <laughs> and every day I think I'm like, yo, where are the patches? <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, rock my
0: shit. I like rock, if I had
1: some patches. Yeah, like you want to feel like, yo, I'm I'm your dad. I'm over here rocking my patches. You know, and um, and it makes you feel good. And I think. Um, for for most people it's an expression of who they are how they're feeling at, yeah. at that time too
0: no definitely um,
1: because sometimes you might not be feeling all that great you just want to be comfortable right? you're just like you know what fuck this i'm gonna put on some sweats and some t-shirt and some but
0: even sometimes even when you're rocking the sweats and the t-shirts like it has to be specific way of rocking your sweats and t-shirts yeah I know. like i have that in me where it's like okay you're gonna rock your sweats and t-shirts but at what level like it still needs to be but make it fashion you know
1: put on a little coat <laughs> or so something.
0: it's like but and then you know i like i said i I battle with that idea of like why do we do this like is it because we're like trying to appear a certain way like is self-image that important are these clothes important but at the end of the day when a sneaker drops like i be all all about it you know yeah and it is that part of like I wasn't able to get it when I was young. Like the answer was always no.
1: Shit, we still can't get it now that we're old. Yeah, was, uh, we literally <laughs> okay. get
0: us uh, we don't get the godum.
1: Yeah, we don't get the godum on Nike or whatever the case may be. But um like you said is we we weren't able to get them when we were young. No, and
0: I hated that feeling. Yeah. Like that horrible. feeling was embedded heavy like growing up, yeah, that I didn't have the Jordans and then all them freaking cute girls with the matching belt and then the matching, like, whether it be the fours or, or whatever. Whatever it was. And I'm like, this shit is bullshit. And yeah. then my mother would be like, no, it's you're too expensive. But then she'll go and rock. Like, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me hear I it. used to rock the shit out of my Air Force once.
1: Yeah. Okay? Yeah, I yeah. would rock
0: the shit out of them and I would have to go and buy laces of every color. Yep. And that would be how I would be manage. relevant. Yes. That's how I would manage. Yeah, yeah you know, then okay, I'll just get the baby blue laces, get a baby blue belt put a t-shirt on and at least I wasn't that bad looking
1: wait what what were we oh September 7th yep this was around the time that we would be sneaker shopping when yeah. we were kids right For the and whole everything
0: year. was like oh and then I upgraded to me it was an upgrade because it was like a little bit more different than just your regular Air Force One type shit I was rocking the, the Sheltos, the, the Adidas. Adidas. And so then I became obsessed with that because Adidas at the time was doing like this whole thing where they were trying to come out with colors. Yeah. So then I'll have like uh, a yellow stripe or the, 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 the... baby. I had baby blue stripes. I had uh, then the, the, yeah. the classic black and white, you know. But that was like, okay, I'm having fun with that. Like yeah. at least I can do this. But... Was my, mother, that? my mother wasn't getting me no Jordans. I, I did not own no effing Jordans. I think she ended up getting me a pair. I don't even know what number they were. And it was literally the ones that you used to play ball.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, though. What was the worst outfit? Like, what was the worst item that your parents bought you that you had to, like, wear?
0: Oh, my God. Like, you're, till today,
1: you're like, yo, what the fuck? Why'd you do this to me? Everything. <laughs> Get out of here.
0: I literally would take my cousin's clothes. And it's so funny because you would think, because my mom was always hustling and whatever, but we were considered to be better off than my than my other cousins and stuff. My mom would be buying all these high-end brands and oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my aunt would go to Junction and cop my my cousin's shit. And their stuff was more fresh than mine. Yeah. Like me, it was like she would have me on like some flower shit. and Or I had this outfit that it looked like a barn.
1: <laughs> what? Like a
0: barn. Like I looked like I, I worked at a barnyard. Like or I was from a farm. Oh, so it was like denim shorts. I think there's a picture that I don't even want to like pull up, but it's like I was wearing these denim shorts. Yeah. And then it was like uh, it came with a little matching vest and then it had like checkered red and white uh, prints on the, the, the jean vest. Okay, And it had like little like barn animals, I think, on it. Mind you, I'm like 11, 12 years old. Oh, I thought you were like five no. or six when you were telling me I'm like me 11, this. 12 years old, and she buys me this set. And I think the effing set, it was like from the children's place. Or, or Young a, World? or No, it wasn't Young World. That's uh-huh. what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Like my cousins used to shop at Young oh, World, and okay. they were looking fresh. Like yeah. they were looking like 90s fresh, like neon T-shirt, even though it was, you know, a regular Fruit of Balloon T-shirt. Oh, yeah, 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 Neon yeah. T-shirt. They had the, the, there was these popping bowls. That has shoelaces on it.
1: Oh, okay. And the shoelaces were like
0: all these neon colors. Like somebody just created these bows. Yeah. So my cousin would have like the high ponytail. And put her shoelaces bow on her. Mm -hmm. With a neon shirt. And then next thing you know, she's like rocking LA Gears or something. But the outfit looks dope. dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm over here walking around. With fucking cows With fucking cows (laughs) and chickens (laughs) on me. Okay? And I'm just like, what are you doing to me? And then... She would have the audacity <laughs> the audacity to to buy me these like, you know when you see the Jamaican old man on the block that has like these leather sandals that are all crossed over oh, like little cross and yeah. checks on them and then they got like the ashy foot in the back. Oh, uh-huh. My mom bought me those oh shit. like in brown, Damn. okay, so she used to this was my outfit, and I would cry. And I would complain and I would be like, this is so ugly. I don't want to wear this. But this was my outfit. And she'll drop me off in my aunt's house, which was the popping block because my father had the bodega around there. And all the kids in the block are rocking their baggy shit, like either the baggy shorts or the baggy pants with the L.A. gears or some type of Nike, whatever it is. They look fresh. And I'm over here.
1: <laughs> Standing out with your cows. Dropped
0: in the middle with my cows.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: and they used to make fun of me. I Damn. remember there was a a, 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 a a fuck boy. His name was Jesus. Had light Damn. eyes on the block who literally called out my sandals. He's,
1: he did a what are those? <laughs> he did a what are
0: those. <laughs> Whoa. You know what he did? did what he did. Those? You remember the game Telephone? Like, yeah. you had to whisper. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. we did some shit like that. Like, we were in a line, and we were whispering at each other, uh, and we had to keep whispering. So, you know what that mother effort did? What? what? he whispered was something to the effect, something about my sandals. Oh. And then it got to me. And when it... <laughs> uh. <laughs> I find this so funny. I forgot about this memory. You see what happens when you're not giving your kids the Jordans? Oh. Uh. <laughs> So then
1: get your kids the Jordans, people. <laughs> More, stop. It. Moral of
0: the story, stop your shit and fucking get your get your kids the Jordans, because this is just embarrassing. So he it gets to me and he says some fucked up shit about my Sadness. my sandals. I don't know why instinct was to run. <laughs> I, start, <laughs> I start running like if it was the Forrest Gump, like run, Forrest, run. And I'm running. To the end of the block to get inside my aunt's house because of the horror. I was mortified. Like, I was so butthurt that this mother effer called me out on my fucking Jamaican sandals. Like, this shit was ugly. They were so ugly. But this is the shit that I had to go through. This was the shit that built character. And I had to make it work. Like, my mom rarely bought me the things that were in and that were trendy. Like, she didn't let me express myself through clothes so that's something that i had to develop very late in the game and it's so funny because like you'll see pictures of us and you'll point me out like oh boy damn that outfit was whack you know but then you'll see my cousins and their outfit was good you would think that my sense of style didn't develop no it developed it's just that my mom wouldn't buy it for me and it wasn't even expensive like that like i'm telling you my my cousins were shopping on junction and all the little boutiques getting all their shit and they look fly you know they had their thing but i think my aunt also let my cousins express themselves more and pick things like okay i want this whereas my mother wanted me to look like this fucking doll yeah and i'm not i'm like i'm, a, I'm about to be a teenager and you're embarrassing me so she would like buy certain things so you'll see me like with jinko pants like and that was in style back yeah, then yeah, yeah, with yeah. my jamaican sandals on
1: Damn, those jamaican sandals at 12
0: yeah and like ugly ugly and they were bulky and they were like a brown color like all my cousins know what I'm talking about. Like they're probably gonna die when, when they listen when, to if this if they even listen, but whatever. Yeah. It's it was a funny it was a funny occurrence and it's just like it's crazy. I think that's why my style now is very like it's very like minimal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, very yeah. like, okay, uh my my staple piece is the sneaker. Yeah. My staple pieces footwear because I suffered so much with such bad footwear. Yeah. That it's like I will revolve my outfit around my sneaker and it always has to be laid back. Very effortless. I'm I'm such a jean t shirt girl because I wasn't given the opportunity to rock my jean and t shirts the yeah. way that I wanted to.
1: You were wearing the skirts with Yeah, it was like the flowers. dresses, flowers,
0: yeah. plus my mom was always had me in church, so it was like dresses, flowers, skirts, dresses, yeah, yeah. flowers, skirts. And it, any outfit that i i I would ever want to even like rock it was just whack and i was getting hand-me-downs from my cousins and it was like i would force them uh, if they would forget a hoodie or something i would that was your hoodie i would rock the shit out of it
1: till they remembered
0: Till they would be like yo this is mine like what's your staple piece
1: oh shit (laughs) so this so you know when north face was the thing Mm -hmm. yeah so my mom got me a bear jacket right which was cool it was fucking yellow (laughs) like bright yellow with a black a black stripe and i had a one of my best friends actually still really good friends right now his mom got him a yellow bear jacket too yeah but for some reason he got a really cool name after he got the yellow jacket he got called big bird he was a rapper and stuff like that yeah. but my yellow jet ja- nah my <laughs> shit was fucked up his his worked out for him mine wasn't <laughs> that great and then there was another uh, a one inc- there was a couple of incidents but there's one specific one that I remember that um, one day we were going to Jersey to visit our cousins and I don't know what happened it was like very last minute I think I like messed up a shoe and she wanted me to wear shoes so she had me wear one of her like boots that <laughs> <laughs> that, like, that like I guess fit me and they didn't look girly but they were her boots and <laughs> my cousin Saun oh sorry I mentioned his name but my cousin knew right away he was like "Yes, <laughs> like, yo I didn't live that down it was, it was it was there's a picture too that that we're all together and I was you know and my mom, for some reason, whenever we went to the barbershop, I have like it's part of style, right? I have like you know, remolinos on the front mm. of my thing. Yo, my shape ups were so bad. Like, so bad. Like the shit looked like a like a mountain. <laughs> like, it was it was really bad. It looked like one of those messed up roads. Um But yeah, those those were the two biggest things. I had to wear that freaking coat for so long too. Like it was bad like (sighs) i yeah that was one of the things i used to get hand-me-downs though from from my older cousins because they would Mm -hmm. give like their coats and stuff like that to my uncle my uncle raul Mm -hmm. and then raul i would just i lived with him most of my life so so i would have like i would take like the jacket i would be like 14 and i'll take (laughs) his jacket and i'll be rocking it to school and stuff like that I actually got up to a point where me so my my block we were full of boys right and uh, we used to share sneakers we used to just like here you can have my sneakers i wear yours the swap, yeah. yeah the swap and um which when you come to think about it the that wasn't too hygienic <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we used to share sneakers and stuff like that but we made it work man made it work no definitely yeah we made it work it's but i
0: think like that's why fashion is so important Yeah. and people like to say like it's not and you know in, in the in the grand scheme of things it isn't right it isn't, like yeah. when you're thinking like okay you want the next best thing you want the next best thing the next drop the next jacket we never feel like it's enough yeah but then i feel like i feel i feel like that was such part of our identity Yeah. And especially if you had like a stifled identity where you didn't get to rock the clothes that you wanted and you didn't get to express yourself the way that you wanted to. Now it becomes when you're older and you can afford this or you can do this for yourself. It's like such a big thing. Yeah. Like I feel like it's still a big thing for me. Like when I have to go somewhere that's like nice or whatever, that I do. There's certain things that I do really pay attention to that's important to me when I'm expressing what it is that I wear yeah. and you know as much as I want to say like it shouldn't matter there's reasons why it matters to us you know yeah. and
1: and there's we, nothing wrong with that like people yeah. look at it like there's something wrong there there isn't if you if you you know
0: it's like a balance you it's have a balance have
1: yeah it's a balance and and just cause, uh, and I'm gonna put this out there for people just because it's expensive doesn't mean it's dope yeah. Like I'm just putting that out there, uh, but to each your own. Yeah. Whatever makes you feel good. Uh, but I've, there, there might be a kid or something that might listen to this, like, and and you know, you might feel like you're not getting the the dopest stuff right now yeah. and stuff like that, you can make it work. It doesn't matter what you get. Just yeah. make it work. It's, we made it work.
0: It's about creating your own sense of style and being your own individual with what you got. Yep. With what you got. And I think a lot of the times we want to be following trends and being like, okay, we're rocking it because this person made it hot. But how about you just rocking it because you like it? Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. might turn it and You can be a trendsetter within your own right. Yeah. You know? But I think... Like you said, like it's, it's it's the nostalgia when it comes to sneakers with me, me too. and um, it's that feeling, that feeling of like, oh, this just dropped, and it's like I want to rock these type yeah, shit, yeah. and just the thought that's put into it now that we're able to see like what it takes to design something yeah. like that, and the collabs that we're seeing with so many different Artist. brands and artists that are bringing these new. Designs to the table,
1: yeah,
0: and new designs to old to old old stuff, yeah, giving it giving it a whole new New fresh look, fresh look, and and then also you know copying those old looks and bringing them back that feels so good, like it just it takes me back to a place of like when you were in awe of something, yeah, and it's hard for us to have that feeling nowadays because we're exposed to so much So much shit. And shit does doesn't feel brand new anymore. Yeah, but that feeling you, of a drop,
1: you get you
0: the I, butterflies. The like, butterfly. Oh I don't care where nobody. You still don't flies. get them. But. Yeah. No, you still don't get them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, but you you the attempt. Yeah. The attempt. The the
0: and the envisioning yourself. If you cop them, what you're gonna what wear? What you're gonna wear with it? You the know outfits. Like oh, but you know, I'm gonna rock it to this, and I'm gonna look like this. Like yeah. you, you already like. Have it's this being a kid of- again. Yeah. It's
1: being a kid again, and part of and part of being a kid again is 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 what most of us are missing. Yeah. Like that's the kid in me. Like whenever I buy, you know, whatever it is that I buy, I, it's me being a kid again. And I always talk to you about this in our personal conversations that I wanna, like feel that being a kid again yeah and um some people oh but that's that's dumb no it's dumb for you it's not dumb for me <laughs> yeah like it,
0: everybody has their their own
1: thing their own thing yeah
0: you know unfortunately for me all my things are extremely expensive
1: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but there's a balance you know I we we have a balance of uh, we're not out here um
0: trying oh I to, will be the lady in her shoe yeah just saying
1: you're gonna wait what
0: I will be that, that, that tale of the lady who lived in her shoe. Because oh. <laughs> it's like, I don't see it stopping. I, w- I would hope, you know, I, I say to myself all the time, like, what is what are my staple sneakers? What are my sneakers that I feel like are, that stand the test of time? I'll tell you. That it's like.
1: For once. Yeah, of course, it's my once.
0: once. It's once. It's mine, too. But I say to myself, like, when will it stop? When would it be, like, I want to be that cartoon character where it's, like, okay, this is what uh, she wears. Oh, she wears all the time? And that's it. Like, but it's like always... Steve Jobs? Yeah, like, it just keeps... Not not like Steve... Well, yeah. Well, I guess that's an example. Well, because Yeah. Like, your uniform. Because yeah. it's, like, it's always something. It's always going to be a doper jacket. It's always going to yeah, be a doper... Yeah, people are always going to get creative. Yeah, uh, you know, whether it be sweatpants. Like, now loungewear has taken a, a whole new direction where it's like you can wear your loungewear to the club even though we ain't not we ain't going we to a no club no clubs, but. but like when you're going out you still look presentable with your loungewear because it's becoming so more acceptable to that being something that you dress up you know
1: so, so i had this i had this picture when i had the instagram account. it was uh this was like three or four years ago it was called business jog yeah. And it was me uh wearing uh, a trench coat. A trench coat with uh with a shirt, sweats and some freaking sneakers. Uh, sneakers. It was you some, dressing it up, e- yeah essentially, yeah. And um, my my cousin was like, yo, like what the you do. I was like bro I'm comfortable as fuck and yeah. then like now that's like I'm not saying I created a trend but <laughs> now that's <laughs> like indirectly. You, see, indirectly you know I'm not a trendsetter but um now you see it everywhere you, yeah, yeah you'll it's, see
0: it's normal yeah it's normal and it's like I've always loved like that juxtaposition of like you being comfortable that's why i think like i've always loved like okay you want me to wear a dress where are my sneakers though yeah like it's always been like that like i've never been the heels girl and like, i don't think i'm ever going to be that girl and that's fine because yeah. you can still have those spouts of you know Expressing your femininity whatever that is because we both have those aspe- aspects of masculinity and femininity and I feel like I explore it through my clothes so it's like I'll rock my dress but I feel so comfortable when I got my sneakers on yeah and it's like there's something about that that I feel like it's dope and that people are catching on and you see it more and more and you see evolutions to that style and mixing the two like yeah. you can definitely have those two components and still be fly and express yourself in your own way.
1: To be honest with you, a lot of the best dressed people usually are influenced by like male or female is usually influenced by a female. You just change stuff over yeah. to fit a dude. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah.
0: But it's pretty dope. I think fashion is something that. It's individual. Yep. Even when it's following a trend or not, people put their own mix in it. Yeah. And you put your own little take on shit. Yeah. And then it turns into something else and it evolves into something else. Uh And it has so much to do with our identity and especially in, you know, the Latin American culture, the African American culture. Uh, Asian-American like everybody has their own take on it and it's like dope to watch and it just reminds me of growing up how things were and yeah it was a little brutal growing up like because if you couldn't keep up with it or people got made fun of because of it yeah but then you develop this other relationship with with it. it as you grow up
1: you learn to adapt and be creative yeah you learn to absolutely like you said you were wearing them them white air force ones that would turn yellow eventually it would turn yellow and and you will change the laces on it and that was a new outfit
0: yeah most certainly was and i think that that's just that's the key to life yeah we have to adapt
1: yep wow Wow, we went from fashion to the key of life Being able to adapt Yeah, and
0: just the, the whole entire yeah. episode is adaptation You have to adapt
1: Adapting
0: And um, at the end of the day That's the only way that's gonna keep you going And moving forward And being able to survive And, and going with the flow Because yeah. you're gonna get things thrown at you But you gotta work with what you got Until you get to that next level of things. Damn.
1: So how did you how see?
0: This is mm. me wrapping up an episode. That's you just wrapping saw up
1: you that was really good. You <laughs> you witnessed it. <laughs> I witnessed it. In the flesh. Holy shit. <laughs> because if
0: now we will be here for two hours and we're already an hour and thirty and probably yeah. when I edit it down it'll be an hour. An hour. Okay Exactly. Cool. You did a good job. <laughs> you did a good job too.
1: And with that said, we're logging off of Coco Chillin' Studios.
0: No. 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 <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> it's with that being said.
1: Oh, with that being said?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the end of our episode, guys. Thank right. you for listening. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>